Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof, where we're kicking life with bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan. As a master martial artist and sixth-degree black belt with 40 years' experience, I've spent my life empowering kids and adults with hope and the courage and confidence to believe in themselves, to overcome their fears and battle through their challenges, to stand up to any bully they're facing, either real or in their mind. And now I've got the opportunity to share these messages with you each and every week. So get ready as we go on this life-changing journey together to become bullyproof and to live our best kick in life. Greetings. Welcome to another exciting spotlight interview of Grogan's Bullyproof and Kickin' Life. I'm here with a good friend and uh, actually a great friend growing up, but a friend I haven't, hadn't seen in probably 15 years yes, or so, yeah, at least. Sure, yeah. uh, I think we bumped into each other once at uh, Lowe's or Home Depot or something along the way there. Right, yeah. uh, but anyway, it's Mr. Jamie Morgan who owns his own business. It's My Family Counseling yeah. and I uh, was uh, blessed that uh, we reached out about a week ago or a couple weeks ago yeah, about getting together yeah. and he came over and saw the Martial Arts Academy. Yeah, and then ask me to come over and see what you're putting together here, and give me an opportunity to see this new building we're in. That's right. Or uh, uh, doing renovations on yourself. That's right. And have some family counseling offices here, and you took over your first location. That's right. So uh, what I want to talk about is one we've introduced you, but I'm gonna give you a chance, please, to let people know who you are, and also we want to dive into your book that's coming out. Oh yeah. And exactly what you're doing uh, to well, not only create a great business for your family and uh, your, your wonderful wife who's been your backbone of support. Oh man, she has. But what you're doing with your why, and your why is why you were put on this earth of empowering people, helping them believe in themselves, kids, parents, adults, uh, anyone that might be struggling, as we all are, with yeah. what I call our own personal inner bully. It's always trying to defeat us, and it's that bully in our mind. The biggest, meanest, scariest bully we'll ever face That's is right. the one right up here. Yeah. And I would uh, uh, ask you to openly share some of the battles you fought through to get to where you're at now, and then what you're doing and what you could leave as a, a tip, suggestion, advice, and obviously if people are in this area could come and see you and the practice you've built to yeah. help them as I like to say, defeat that bully, become bullyproof, and live your best kick in life. Yeah, that's right. So, Jamie, uh, tell us. Uh, I guess first of all, uh, I want to. I don't, don't want to miss the book opportunity because that's exciting. That's top front of the mind awareness. It's that's coming right. out. That's right. And writing a book, as we all know, folks, you hear me talk about the book that I'm writing. How easy that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a big laugh. That's a good one. Yeah, that was that's not even right in reality. That's not even true. But uh, it, it's it's. Uh, I know me personally. It's one of the toughest things I've ever done. Yeah. I know that uh, if I would have done a better job of paying attention in school, it probably would have been a lot easier right now. I don't know about that. So okay. So that's even a bully. That not, so you're bullying yourself right there. Oh, he's calling me out. Saying it shouldn't be how it is, right? Okay. But look, you did what you did, and you got to where you you are today. By experiencing what you did, Rich, and if you wouldn't have experienced that, you wouldn't appreciate what you have today. How about that, folks? Did I just get clocked with the right upper reality? I mean, the left upper kind of truth. It's the struggle. Embrace the struggle, right? As much as we don't want to. You know, and that's, I think that really make, brings up a good point. Before we even get into everything else, right? It really does bring up a good point. You know, when I have people come to my office and talk to me, you know, so I do marriage counseling, individual counseling. Uh, a lot of trauma work. I love the trauma work. That's like kind of like, that's my jam. I really enjoy that. But, you know, people think I have this perfect life, Rich, where it's like, well, you, you know all this stuff. You got it all together. Man, here's the thing. This, this work, this self-improvement work, it's just that. It's work. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. It's not easy. It's work. And the second you take your eye off the ball, you can guarantee you're going to go right back to where you were. Right? It's like pushing that boulder up a hill, right? It is. Yes. I like to talk about pushing a car. It's yeah. hard as heck getting that sucker started if you ever had to push a car. And uh, once you get it going, doesn't mean it's a lot. It's easier, but that law of inertia, once it's in motion, it tends to stay in motion. But once That's that right. baby stops, yeah. holy cow. It's yeah. the same thing with business success or defeating that bully within that we talk about. It is, man. It really is. So so the book, we'll, we'll, start, we'll start there. Okay. 
It was it just because you, you brought that up. So, so the name of the book is uh, what is the name of the book? Do you remember? Oh my gosh! Now you put me on it's the okay. spot here. I should have wrote it down. It, yeah. Is it, so the name of the I book is my own name if it's not on my shirt. <laughs> Hold on, no, my name is not Icebreaker. Hold on a second. So, so the name of the book is Master of Circumstance, right? And it's it's really getting rid of that victim mentality. So, getting rid of the seven illusions that prevent you from living life intentionally, right? And that's what it's all about. Helping you to really like recognize where you're bullying yourself, where you're making yourself a victim and you're living on autopilot. So, cause we do that all the time. You know, one real good friend of ours, well mine, and, and you, you will know him, Mark Pagando, right? He's been reading my book and, and you know, it's not out yet, but I gave him a little pre, you know, pre-look at it, and he read a chapter of it, you know, he, he read all of it. He's like, man, you know, I don't want to give away his stuff, but he's like, that chapter, that changed my life. Reading that, how, he, how I blame others for my problems, how that prevents me from being able to take responsibility for my own stuff. Anybody at home ever done that? We blame our problems on somebody else. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to do. And, and why? Uh, and it feels real. It does feel real. And, uh, and why does it feel so real? That was going to be my yeah. question. Yeah, because because here's the thing: we're we're just conditioned to avoid responsibility. No one look. I don't like feeling bad. No. <laughs> do you like feeling bad? No. That, I was like, oh, I want to do everything I can to not feel bad, and I want to do the things that feel good. So if I get mad at you, and let's say I cuss you out, I'm mad at you, and right? What feels better, to make it your fault or make it my fault? Yeah. It makes it feels better if I can blame you for me yeah. cussing you out. Blame you for my emotions and my reactions to this because you had to do something to set me off. Yeah. You had to do this. You right there. You had to do something because I am flawless. Now we know that's not true deep down inside, but it's much, much easier to pass that blame off on somebody else. Feels good. And so why do we do that? Yeah. Because well, it's simple good to feel good about ourselves? It is. It, yeah, because it's, it's temporary look, though, right? It is a temporary, right? That's the whole thing, right? Like if you really if you really just break it down, we want it we, we want to feel good about it. We couldn't take how uh, rotten we really are if we were honest with ourselves, right? But but that's the only so so young Carl Young says uh, he says that look in in, in his uh, in his in his little paper right the the oh gosh it's psychology of the mind right so he says he says look in order to really better yourself to order to like become healthy. You have to accept the good, the bad, the light, and the dark in you. Ooh, dog. And think of that. Right? So, so you got to really, I want to be a good guy, but you know what? I'm kind of a jerk sometimes. I get short with people sometimes. I do. I mean, I, 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 I'm sharp because it's like, I, I'm thinking down the road and they're asking just a very simple question and I'm like, I don't have time to answer that question. I'm moving, man, let's go, right? And and I, my, my response is, is sharp. A sharp tone. And uh, we've all done that, but I'll just share with you, I have a very, that's, we have to address the problem before we can fix the problem, right? So the more you're talking about it, the more it's on your mind, like, I want to address that problem because I want to make it better. I That's want to right. master that problem. That's and right. the same thing. And we're you know entrepreneurs and uh, people that are life changers and life shakers and are moving forward, right. trying to help empower as many people as we can. We're often thinking four or five steps ahead. And, and if we have to explain ourselves a second time, because I just had this happen the other day with... Um, our, uh, one of our rock star instructors, he's doing an incredible job with everything. Yeah. And I was talking about some different plans down the road. He goes, well, I didn't quite understand this. And I caught myself, going, ah, what don't you understand? Now, and, I, and it, it, it came out, I'm like, ah! But once it's out, you can't cram it back in. It's like toothpaste. 
But once it's out of the tube, right? <laughs> you can't do it. But what we can do by talking about it more is say, you know what, hey, I'm sorry about that. I should have explained that a little bit better. Catching yeah. myself so I'm more aware of it next time. Yeah. Just like that bully within wants to get out and strike all the time, the more aware we are of that bully, the more we can kind of put them in place. Well, that's so I'm glad you brought that up. That's because I think a lot of people uh, struggle with that as I do as well. The awareness. you got to be aware of it. Right. Like, you know, when, when we think about, like, there, there's something in Alcoholics Anonymous. When you go to Alcoholics Anonymous, what's, what do they make you say? I don't, I'm not saying you've never been, but... Uh, it's a 12-step program. It's right? a 12-step program, but, but when you introduce yourself... Oh, I, I... Hi, my name's Jamie, and I'm an alcoholic. Right? Why do they do that? I was going to ask you. Why so, do they do that? You probably know at home, but let's hear... Yeah. From the... the, the the, the, the master of writing the book. The master of circumstances, <laughs> right? Circumstances. So the reason they do that is because they want you to acknowledge that that's even a problem. Because you can't fix it. I can't it, fix it if I don't even know it's a problem. If I'm going to AA because you tell me I have to go to AA, I don't know that I have a problem. But if I'm there and I have, then I say the words and say, you know what, I, then I start putting that on. Now look, that's only temporary though, because I don't like that, I don't like labeling. I'd rather say, hey, my name's Jamie and I used to struggle with alcohol, but I'm getting better every day. That's a different mindset, doggone right it is. For a different day, we won't get into that, but that, right? But that, it's important to acknowledge your role in whatever's going on, right? So even in an argument, when we, when we I want to blame you for it, I have to acknowledge my role. My role, my role may only be 10% of it, but I still have a role in it. And I have to own my piece of it. Ownership, taking responsibility. Richie said something earlier when we were just yapping about empowerment. Taking responsibility actually empowers you. When we don't take responsibility, and we know we're doing things we shouldn't be doing, guilt and shame creep in. Guilt and shame keep us doing the things we shouldn't be doing. Because we already feel bad about it. Why bother doing anything different? I don't deserve to do good things anyway. And it just goes right down. And we're all self-punishment. We're gonna make up for what we did wrong. We know it was wrong. But instead of, once again, accepting the responsibility for it, when we're uh, with somebody else, yeah. we, I'm guessing here, but we take that responsibility internally that it was somebody else that provoked me or made me do it. Yeah. Kind of like, you brought this on yourself. That's right. <laughs> it, it is. It is. And then after that, the guilt and shame, we just live with that and we harbor that. That's and right. And that builds up a bigger, I would feel, defensive barrier yes. that's even harder to break through. And we can't stand being with ourselves feeling that guilt and shame. So what do we do? We look for something else to make us feel good. And then generally blaming somebody else for our problems. Drugs, alcohol. Well, you made me drink last night. If you weren't such a, a horrible spouse, I wouldn't have to get drunk every night. Wow. Wow. And and for friends out there that don't struggle with that, right? kind of dig in deeper and think of areas that, uh, that, that maybe aren't your best. You know, we talk about living uh, your best kick in life is kind of my pinnacle goal yeah, like of making that. society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live, mm -hmm. which would be a much better place for everybody. Right. But a kick in life is not just a good life or a great life. Man, you're cashing checks, kicking butt, taking names, but you're accepting responsibility for who you are right here, right now, how you got here, yeah. and then what you're going to do to move forward. Yeah. And as Rocky says, you know, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's not. You know, that, 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 that actually reminds me of something else. So, you know, I've got a very interesting path to becoming a counselor. By the time I was 29, I was married and divorced three times. Three times. 29. 29. When were you first married? Uh, first married in 1992. Divorced in 93, married in 94, divorced in 95, married in uh, 96, 7, divorced in 2000. So you might be thinking, what in the world? 
is this guy, unless you're going to tell me about relationships, right. well, I want you to open your mind and think. <laughs> He's been on both sides of the fence. So now, how long have you been married to your current wife, Sandra? So it'll be 19 years in April. We've been together 19 years in November, right? So, so you know what I say? Hey, I'm really clear about what doesn't work. Yeah. I'm really clear. And also, I'm really clear about what does work. Well, that's firsthand experience. You, know, you can, and we, we, we talk about this, or we talked about this last couple of weeks, we've talked more we have in 20 years, which yeah. has been fantastic. That's right. Um, but you can read a book, you can go to a conference, you can even talk to somebody about whatever is troubling you in life. But if you have not experienced it personally, it doesn't have the same ramification or effect on you because you have lived it. And right. now by living it on both sides of the fence, what clearly doesn't work right. and what is working and what's driving you to have what you have now with my family counseling and where you're going with that, yeah. you're able to share those experiences with others who are struggling with either side of it. That's right. That's either right. Side of it. right. So, before so, we go any further though, because uh, sometimes people don't always hold out to the very end, Yeah. Uh, please tell everybody about your locations here in, uh, in, in oh, St. Yeah. Missouri. Yeah. So if they're in this general area, they can reach out to you. So we're in O'Fallon, Missouri, and, and we've got a second location in St. Peter's, Missouri. Uh, so and you can reach us at myfamilycounseling.com, right? It, you can Google that. That's easy enough, right? My Family Counseling. There's only one of us. You know, but now we're going to have two locations. We've got, uh, you know, 12, 13 counselors now. Awesome. Uh, it, it's really fantastic, man. It's really and fantastic. We'll definitely dive into uh, some of that. Uh, about from where you went from 2018, oh, yeah. kind of trusting in the Lord, trusting yeah. your, your wife, That's and right. laying that why out there, why you're doing it. And you've heard me talk a little bit before about if you've got the right why, the how will present itself. Always. You may not know how it's going to present itself. Always. So it gets back to bettering yourself too, defeating that bully within. You know why you want to do it because you want to be a better person. You want to live your best kick in life. Why you want to help your kids overcome the bullies that they're fighting, either real or in their mind. That's the why. The how will present itself if you believe enough in the why. And the why is why you want, you want to live your best kick in life. How is surrounding yourself with people that are going to help you get there. So what did you learn at, at Ziegler? Surround yourself. You show me your what was it? You show me, you show me the uh, the four or five people that are closest to you. Yeah, uh, Jim Rome actually. Said, okay, is that Jim Rome? Okay, uh, and I could, uh, those that know it was a lot. To, I'm blessed and honored, and I humbly say that I'm the first ever Ziegler Platinum member. Wow! Um, because and I didn't, I never heard of Zig Ziegler until 2012. That's I was amazing. like, this is somebody I want to be with, and uh, yeah. I speak with Tom Ziegler, the son, on a regular basis, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, first Platinum member means I've taken every Ziegler course available. Okay. And Zig and Jim uh, were about the same time frame. Yeah. But as much as they had in common on the stage with the what the suggestions and advice. I like to say kicking life tips they provided, yeah. they couldn't have been more polar opposite. Mm. Zig would get out there and shake hands and greet everybody beforehand. Jim Rome would kind of come in the back door and get on stage and do his thing. He had kind of a dry humor, okay. but it was in uh, dry message, but it was it was there where yeah. Zig was the energetic guy. But the point you're making is you are a product of the four to five people or a percentage of the four to five people you surround yourself with the most. You surround yourself with people that are uh, they've got a why vision. They want to make things better for themselves and others. They're driving, they're striving for success or something better than what they currently have to help out others. If you're around four or five of those people the most, you're going to be like an uh, engine. You're going to be driving right. for that. Right. However, if you're around four or five people that are constantly uh, talking about uh, the negativity that's going on in the world, oh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, oh, I can't believe this, or Zig calls it plum disease, poor little old me. Oh, <laughs> like I that. like that. Then that's what's going to happen to you. It's whatever seeds you plant in your middle garden, that's what's going to uh, it's gonna, uh, grow, and that's what's going to be your, your life and who you're going to be. So you surround yourself with the people that make you feel good and are striving and pushing you to be an engine, not an anchor. So If, if, if you're... The smartest yeah. or most successful person in your circle, your circle's too small. You're in the wrong circle. You're in the wrong now, circle. That's going to sting. That is a right hook. Or oh. left out the truth. Now, I know that oftentimes I thought, well, in knowing I was never the smartest person, but my own ego. Like you know, and uh, I don't know if I'd share with you, I've kind of, I, I wrote a paper some time ago about uh, what ego, it's an acronym for edging God out. Oh yeah, it's or, nice. You know, uh, edging greatness out. That's right. Say, so, oh, God, yeah. I don't need your help. I got this thing. 
or you're edging that out, which essentially now you're edging greatness out of who you can be. That's because right. you want to hold on to what you, uh, I got to hold on to this. I know I'm not the smartest person, but I can't let them think I'm dumb. Yeah. Who's, who's, who's telling you that? That's, that's that bully right. within. That's right? that bully within. Yeah, and, and that's why, well here, why do bullies bully? Well, they bully bullies because it, they think in their mind it makes them feel empowered. It makes them feel better by putting somebody else down. This goes because back. it makes me feel better. This goes back to what I was talking about earlier. We just want to feel good. Yep. That's all we want to do. And by putting you down is going to make me feel better for a while. Short term. Short term. But right now that's, and, and, and unfortunately, that's the quick pace of the internet and uh, with, you know, social media and bang, 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 bang. Obviously that's, we can do this now with, with this, so there's a lot of beauty to that. Right. But the bad thing on top of that is it's such a quick transition that we live in the, and we should live at the moment, yes. But what I'm saying we, we live for the make me feel good now, yeah. I'll deal with later, later, as opposed to thinking, how is this going to affect me down the road? Now, here's something really interesting, though, Rich. You know, when you and I were growing up and going to school, if we got bullied, where was it at? It was just at school. Yes. So I could come home, get off the bus. At 3.30, I was free. And I'd have my friends at home, or I could just be in my room playing, or on my farm. You know, like, I'm away from it. And they wouldn't call the house to bully me. No. They would do nothing. And why? Because our parents would answer. Because our parents would be like, well, why are you calling? What do you want? Right? Like, like that would, right? But today, man, these kids today, with their devices and the Facebook and the Snapchat and the TikTok and all that stuff, man, they get bullied 24-7. You can't escape it. They pull out their phone, they check their phone when the first thing they wake up and they see all these text messages of people making fun of them, telling them how stupid they are. To, don't even bother coming to school, you should just kill yourself. Yep. Well, and then, oh, and, and here's the, uh, how heartbreaking that is, these kids' minds are no more mature than our minds were. And I would gather to say they're probably even more immature. Yeah. Because uh, uh, a, a lot of things in today's world have been handed to them that yeah, maybe they haven't, they right. haven't earned it. That's right. But yet, so they're not as mentally strong as maybe we were. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And but now they're getting bullied where we have shut off time. I mean, I'd go out in the barn when I'd get home and feeding the horses and feeding the cows and uh, doing my chores, which I hated, but it was my escape from that. Yeah. At least I knew that was my safe haven. Yeah. I could talk to the horses and the cows. Horses and cows ain't bullying you, beating you up, are they? They might kick you every once in a while. They might kick you but uh, they were grateful. They loved me because I was feeding them, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Can I tell a story about you real quick? Oh, absolutely. So listen, man. So, you know, Rich grew up on a farm, right? Well, I'm, I, I wasn't a farm guy. We grew up poor. Spend the night with, with Rich, and uh, I had no idea what an electric fence was. <laughs> and uh, so we're out there, and, and he had to feed the horses, right? And I'm like, hey man, I gotta go pee. He said, just pee right over there on that pole. And he made me pee on the electric fence pole. I bullied him. That made you feel better. Uh, you weren't the only one I played that. <laughs> That's so funny. But, my, I, I shared that with Emmett not too long ago uh, about peeing on the electric fence. And yeah. that actually travels up the urine and zaps you. And he goes, you really did that? I said, well, yeah, because somebody tricked me into doing it. And I would bring the, as dad would call, the city boys out. Yeah. And, uh, and, and would do that. Obviously, yeah, that was that was guys being guys. But maybe it's a little bullying. But yeah, but, but I forgot that. That's uh, so funny, man. I, but, I, I didn't know I did that at you too, Jay. Oh, no, you don't have to be sorry for that. You lived. But but listen, but here's what so so this circles back to a point when I brought up my marriages. So here's what's interesting. By the way, we're, we're filming live in Jamie's office here. I never edit this stuff, so this is who we are raw. You hear the dog barking? We're safe. Yeah, that's right. We're, we're okay. So so you know, people ask me, you know, look here, right hook reality, jewel of truth bomb here. What was that? Jewel of truth. A jewel of truth right here. Ooh, I had that. I cheated in every relationship I was in. Every girlfriend, every marriage, every relationship. Because I always expected them to leave the people I was with. So I wanted to be prepared so it wouldn't hurt as bad. So I always had a girlfriend on the side. Right? So needless to say, didn't have a great reputation and hurt a lot of people. 
right? And people ask me all the time, well, do you regret doing that? Do you regret living your life that way? Do you regret those things that happen? If I wanted to bully myself, I would say, yeah, I regret that, man. I was a horrible person. But what I'm really clear about is that I don't regret anything. I'm sorry that people got hurt, but that's part of their story too, right? All of that made me who I am today. And it makes me really appreciate what I have with my wife today. That's fantastic. Right? That's that straight through struggle. Mm-hmm. But it gets back to, you know, my whole core theme of everything we're doing is that bully proofing. And right. bully proofing is not meaning you're never going to get bullied. Right. It's, it's meaning when that happens or when that's coming, you have put on the bullyproof armor because yeah. of what you've been through or right. from what we've helped you with to deflect those negative arrows. That's and the right. majority of the time, the bully is right here. It's digging up those past memories. Why did you do that? Why uh, you should feel terrible about yourself? Back to the, uh, um, unless you, I don't say you got to admit you uh, a victim of bullying, no. but admit that, hey, I want help to be better at this and not beating yourself up for things you cannot change in the past. Can you change any of that? I can't. I mean, you can go back and say you're sorry all you want. But even that doesn't matter, because if they're not ready to forgive me, that's not going to change anything. And it could open up the wound for them. Right? It's a rogue. I'm really saying sorry to them for me. Yep. I was going to get to that. That makes me feel better. I just opened up that wound for them if they weren't really ready to hear that. Now, you want to hear another jewel of truth? Here it comes. All right. There's a difference between condemnation and conviction. All right. Buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> Click it. Condemnation is from Satan reminding you of the past, of sins that you've already been forgiven for. Oh, man. Conviction is from the Holy Spirit for sins that have not yet been confessed or forgiven. I may need to hear that again. Did you folks catch all that? Condemnation is from Satan for sins that have already been confessed and forgiven, but he wants to remind you of how bad you were. Conviction is from the Holy Spirit. That's that little nudge inside of you that says, you know, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Oh, man, you're right, God. I apologize for that. Forgive me. You're forgiven. Don't worry about it. Conviction, condemnation. Yeah. And uh, I know I'm just as guilty. It's something that I continuously try and keep on front of my, the front of mind awareness, top of mind awareness, is uh, I can't change what I did in the past. I baptized in 2017, and somebody told me not too long ago, quit bringing that stuff up. And I try to bring it up to be humble. But at the same time, I'm reopening those wounds and thinking, and I do that as a, as a reminder, I don't want to repeat that anymore. That's right. But at the same time, I tend to overplay that card. And of yeah. course, you know, the bully within, I used to call it the, uh, the demon within, but that would scare people. So I don't yeah. know that much right. anymore. That's but right. I call it my own personal demons because those are the ones that are fighting after all the years of kind of building up. And now I've squelched them the best I can, but they still want to fight and live too. So you got to, and it's a good reminder to not do it again, but if you overplay it, now you've gone to the point where you're, you're not learning from it. You're bullying yourself That's because right. you can't live in the past. I had a, a, a real good friend of mine had mentioned before, oftentimes if we're, uh, if we're living in the past too much, we obviously can't see what's going on. We're not enjoying the beauty of the day. If we're living too far in the future, we're not seeing the beauty of the day. And he had given the analogy of if I got one foot in the past, and one foot in the future, then I'm essentially just peeing all over the present because I'm not that. absorbing what is here right now. That's great. Yeah. So That's great. It, it's tough because, and of course, the wider you get with that, <laughs> the worse it is. Yeah. And yes, we want to plan ahead. We want to uh, look forward to what's going to be better, but we're only given, we're only guaranteed this minute we're in right now, this second we're in right now. That's right. Because we don't know what's going to change. So live that to your fullest. That's right. But prepare from what you've learned in the past and then move moving forward with a mindset of I'm going to be better but enjoy what you have right here, right now. Ready for another jewel of truth? Uh, we, we are. Are you guys you good with all this? I mean, this is good stuff. So listen to this. Focusing on the past 
causes depression. Oh, this is going. Bring it. Focusing on the future causes anxiety. So you don't be depressed, you don't have anxiety. Now, which is it? But and, 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 and there's a balance. There is a balance. It's always again. a balance. That's but right. that's true. You're the, the past and. Uh, and Jamie, you can share this because we, we, we spoke on the, in the car. I mentioned about how your mom had, uh, uh, I remember the memories of your mom were taking me to hockey games when my parents weren't able to. Yeah. It was some good memories. And you'd mentioned, of course, uh, as kids, you're going to remember some of the memories that uh, maybe aren't as good. Right. Um, so oftentimes the past is never as good or bad as we bring it up in our mind. You know, oh, Jay, remember the good old days? Well, you know, uh, thinking, why can't I have that now? Well, now I'm depressed because I missed the good old days. Yeah. Chances are the good old days weren't as good as they are. That's but right. in turn, the bad in the past, yes, it was horrible, but it probably wasn't as bad as we make it out to be in our minds. So, so you bring up a great point, right? So human beings, we rewrite the past all the time. Our memory is completely, man, I was going to blow your mind. Your memory is completely unreliable. <laughs> it's completely unreliable. Like, here's the thing. If, if 10 of us went out here to the corner and watched a car wreck, all 10 of us would write down it was a, a different, like, maybe close, but it would not be the same. Like, it would all, we all have our different way of seeing it, right? So, so, how many realities are there in the world? Well, I guess as many as people want. But the truth is, there's I would think Ooh, one. No, as many as people create. Is that all right? Perception is reality, Rich. Oh, right. So, so here's the thing. How you experience something is real to you, and how I experience is it's real to me. Oh my God, that's real. If wow. you say I'm being a jerk. Whether I think I am or not, I'm being a jerk. Because you feel that I am. Not what you say, it's what I heard. That's right. Right? So we have to honor everyone else's perception of what happened. Because here's the thing. How you believe this conversation is going, I promise you, is different than how I'm believing it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Who's right? By our own minds, of course I'm right. We both are. In your mind, you're right because it's real. It's real. It's real to us. It's a, it's an emotional connection. Wow. Um, so along the same lines, share with me the other day that because uh, like why can't they see things this way? Why can't they see what I see? And mm. like I shared with you earlier about you know well God, especially with our your vision of what you're doing yeah. with uh, my family counseling and your book and what I'm doing with Grogan's Bullyproof and Grogan's Martial Arts and Kicking Life is uh, was it why can't people see that well God did not give them the lens or the vision That's to right. see what you can see another thing that kind of a little funny that the guy brought up the other day when uh, I don't know, a couple of us were talking and the one guy said well you know people are never going to see the reality of what you want them to see and think of this Dolly Parton once entered a Dolly Parton look-alike contest and Dolly Parton lost that's crazy. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's true or not. You can Google that's it, I funny, guess. Right? Yeah. But it was the whole idea of people see what they're going to see. And yeah. enough of the judges didn't think the real Dolly Parton was real Dolly Parton. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy, but, but that's the perception. You make a really good point there about how, you know, people can't see what you see. Like, the reason they can't see it the way that you can is because they can't. That's it. There's no other reason. They don't have the lens of the vision. Right. God didn't give them the sight to see that. But they were created. Oh, you were created for greatness. There's a purpose here for you. Boom! Right at you. There is. And personal. Created we, for greatness. We don't even know what. It, if, if you would have told. So in 1997. When I went to Belleville Area College to go to college for something, I didn't even know what, right? It's a small junior college in a small town, Grand yeah, City. that's right. Well, it's actually a hub of the bigger ones, it's which isn't a whole lot bigger. It's Belleville. In Belleville, that's right. Small towns in Illinois. Yeah. So, so when I went there, you know, they gave me this test, this little psychological test, to see what your personality, what that would work with 
in what careers. So, you know three jobs came back for me? I, well, so, so at the time, I was an air traffic controller in the Navy. Okay. And then I was doing construction. That was my jobs. Sure. Right? So, so I go and I do this test, right? And they're like, okay, so here's the three jobs that you're best suited for with your personality. Sales manager, pastor, and counselor. And you had the greatest interest in all three of those, right? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I wasn't in church yet, so I'm like, there's no way I would be a pastor. And I sure as heck am not gonna be some little pencil-necked geek therapist. <laughs> but, uh, and, and, and that's no offense to therapists. Well, because you are one now. Because I am one, but it's like, it's interesting. Your right? perception of a therapist. And, uh, yeah. you know, and I, I think uh, my perception of a therapist would be, you know, somebody with a small little glasses on, a bow tie, or even uh, yeah. uh, sweater a vest. sweater vest. Yeah. Right? And, uh, and, and <laughs> that, that's just in my mind. Yeah. Like, that's who it. the heck would go see a therapist? As a man, that's a call of weakness, boy. You can't right. have that. Right. right. Well, growing up, at, at, you know, dad's Vietnam, uh, wounded Vietnam vet, and uh, we don't show our weaknesses. No. Richie, you better toughen up. That's the world's right. going to be tough. And of course, you growing up, and, and, and you uh, uh, had a, a rough upbringing, yeah, to say the least. For sure. And, for sure. Uh, um, therapist. Yeah, yeah. right. So, so I went to that and I, and I did that. It's like, wow, okay. So, Grand City, those who don't know, is a steel town. That was where you're known. Blue collar. Blue collar, known for a steel mill. And That's you know right. what, what you, you told me the last time we spoke, I think your grandma said, if you're lucky enough, you'll get a job at the steel mill. That's right. And uh, you'll get to work there. And I was told the same thing. There's nothing wrong with it. We got several people. Several who friends. Work, yeah. We're in the steel mill. And that, that's fine. Every walks of life need, um, you know, people that are made for that that's purpose. Right. That's right. But to kind of say that uh, that was kind of the, the mindset, that's right. mindset mentality that we were going to. And so when you took this test that told you you're going to be a, uh, a sales, sales manager, manager pastor, pastor, or counselor. A counselor is like, do you not know where I grew I mean, up? Are you serious, right? So I had no idea in 1997 that in 2010, I would start my master's program to become a counselor. 1997 to 2010. We did that 13 years? 13 years. Carry the one. <laughs> yeah, right. Hold on. Grand City School District. That's we, it. We, we graduated. We did, we did, we graduated. Did, 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 yeah, we, I did. I, 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 I would did. not have graduated, like no kidding. I signed up for the Navy my junior year. Okay, of high school, delayed entry program. So senior year, I'm in senior literature with Miss McCormick. Okay, I hated reading, and this is a literature class that you have to pass to graduate. And why did you hate reading? Well, because only nerds read. I mean, that, that's that was my mindset, and I, and that's not true. But that's but no, 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 it's, it's a very valid point though. Right. You know, it's perception, right? But right. I can't be like that. I'm a tough guy. I'm a, I'm a tough guy athlete. How I'm a player. player. I'm, I'm I'm read. Whatever. Right? And so now you write a book. So you have to bring it all together in right. mindset, you know. And those seeds are weeds that have grown up for forty something years or whatever yeah. you have it here. They're growing in your kids' minds as well. You can prune those weeds and get them out. Don't right. plant those negative seeds because That's they right. grow for years and most people are unable to fight those demons or bullies within. That's so right. back to Mrs. McCork. Yeah, so so Mrs. McCork, so I'm in you know, senior literate lit class. Like, there's no more tests. There's no nothing. I've got a D. I'm failing. And I'm like, I stayed after class, Miss McCormick. I leave for the Navy August 8th. If I don't pass your class, I don't get to go to the Navy. This is my only way out of this city. And she's like, let me see what I can figure out for you. And she gave me a little extra work and she allowed me to bring it up to a C minus, 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 minus. And if it weren't for her, the whole course of my life could have been changed. Probably would have been changed. Sure. Right? So, it's really interesting, but I want to, you know, you said something that really triggered something in me, and, and I'm going to be real vulnerable here for a second, because that's just what I do, right? So you said something about those seeds and those weeds, and this is a gut punch for me, and I still 
I have a hard time like dealing with it. But this is just where we're at. So I have a daughter who's 20, right? Who doesn't like me, who doesn't want to talk to me, who doesn't want anything to do with me, really. And uh, when that relationship broke off, you know, my wife was trying to salvage it. So they were talking back and forth. And one thing that my daughter told my wife was that daddy always has to be right and he never lets me be right. And I thought, man, that's really odd because I don't want to be that way and I didn't perceive that I was that way. Here's the example she gave me. And, and by the way, she's the smartest person I know. Like, for real, right? Like, she graduated top of her class and was a valedictorian. Yeah. Full ride academic scholarship to SIUE. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> She's a smarty farty. Yeah. Right? But what, in my zeal to help her be a critical thinker, because that's what we gotta do. We can't, can't just follow the sheep, right? We gotta be a critical thinker and think for ourselves. In my zeal to help her be a, a critical thinker, and this is, you know, again, I don't do I don't bully myself about this, but this just is what it is. When she would say, hey daddy, did you know about? Or hey daddy, what do you think about this? Or hey daddy, what I learned today about you know Germany today. Did you know this about World War II? I never gave her a victory. I always had to give her more information. And how she heard that was, I'm not good enough. Wow. Now, did I want her to feel like she's not good enough? No. I mean, I was, your intentions were one thing, but the perception, the way she perceived it and received it uh, was another. And does it matter what I wanted? No. Because that was real to her. And uh, thank you for being so vulnerable and emotional oh. and sharing that. I know that uh, that hurts. It's gut-wrenching. It's it, to kind of piggyback off of that, uh, not to try and outdo you. No, no, no. It's, 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 it's just you've opened up the vulnerability thing here, and I'm going to share uh, with, with, with our listeners here that uh, listen all the time. And the important thing about free thinking, now I'm all about, that's all I ever want with all my posts and videos and everything else. My whole goal is, uh, you don't have to take us for our word. Do the research, but please do the research for everything. Think outside the box. Think for yourself. God gave us a beautiful mind to think, to be creative, to not follow along mindlessly. I call it the media matrix. We get caught oh, in that yeah. matrix. Oh, yeah. And, uh, can't escape. But um, so you mentioned before about with Austin, how I always pushed him to... Uh, um, and everyone to think with your your uh, the, the instructor's son, so you must have it easy. So I took that to an extreme where I was so hard on him that it was, you know, I went from one extreme to another. Yeah. He was never going to get to a team I was coaching for. He wasn't going to play shortstop or lead off because he was going to have to prove far more than anybody else to earn it because that we had seen growing up right. the opposite. Just because you're a daddy's boy, which we never were, um, <laughs> you got to be, you got to play center in yeah. hockey. You got to start. You got to have the most of the ice time That's simply right. because dads were playing favorites. And we, we know how bad that hurt us, so we were never going to live in those uh, uh, that world. That's so we right. always said we could to push our kids more because we wanted them to be able to stand out from the crowd. Uh, Madeline once, not once, just several, a couple years ago said to me, this was a gut punch too. She said, um, Dad, I know we're not the most important thing in your life, but can you spend some time with us? Ouch. And of course I'm like, well, sweetie, no, Daddy's doing all this work. I'm spending all these hours building the business because I want to make things better for you. And, you know, I'm trying to do this and this. But I, I totally, yeah, I went on the defense of trying to defend myself yeah. instead of accepting what she had said. Now, others would say, well, Bob, did you get mad at her? No, it ripped my heart out because she had the courage and confidence, which I tried to instill in her all yeah, this. Yeah, so good for her. To come and say that to me. Yeah. And uh, shortly thereafter, I read something that, that they tied in together. It's kind of funny how sometimes you hear something and it somehow something else pops up. It's like, here's what, here's what your daughter was trying to tell you. And that is... Um, time to a child 
I'm sorry, love to a child is spelled T-I-M-E. Yeah. Love to a child, love to a family member is spent T-I-M-E. So yeah. our point on all that is those uh, other entrepreneurs that listen to the show all the time and follow me on Facebook and all the other social media channels, yeah, yeah continue to strive for what you're put on this earth to do in the process like we had talked about earlier today. Don't leave behind the most important thing in your life because Will, your son, he's only going to be 12 once. That's he, it. He was only going to be 11 once or 10 once, and you're building this business, which is phenomenal, but at the time, what are you giving up? That's right. So you got to find that balance. It's not easy. So my daughter, you know, used to come home, Daddy, now she's 17 years old. I've got to try and literally buy time with her. Like last mm-hmm. night, got home, and I said, hey, let's go out and grab some ice cream. She goes, well, i got a friend coming over, and this. I said, you know what? Well, wait, your friend, let's let's go out. And she goes, I feel like I'm in eighth grade again. I said, I don't care what you feel like. We're driving and going in some Daddy's ice cream. Daddy's taking you to get ice cream. Yeah. Right. And how could she say no to ice cream? That, well, I mean, that's hard to say no to. I mean, clearly, that's hard to say no to ice cream. <laughs> so, anyway, we got a little sidetrack there. I know, it's great. I'm loving this. Check this out, man. relate with this. You can always make more money, but you can't make more time. How many times you heard me say that, folks? Right. And of course, I always like to follow it up as, I know when it's time to pay bills, it's like, hey, I never have enough money. Right. But you can't buy more time. We're all given 24 hours in a day. Yeah. We're all given 1,440 minutes in a day, 86,400 seconds a day. I don't care who you are. That's, that's all it. you get. That's it. And when it's done, you can't save it. Yeah, there's no on. getting it back. There's no getting it back. You know, and that's the way I bully myself, I'll be honest. Do you with, uh, your, with your time? Well, I, I, I don't. I'm good at it, and then I fall off. I need to have a little more discipline. I know oh, sure. I'm a pretty disciplined guy, but there's an area that I struggle with, uh, and I'm bringing that up because it's front top of mind awareness I want to work better on, yeah. but I also beat myself up, um, and I'm once again bringing it up here. So if you're struggling with this problem, no, not, you're not the only one, but also know that uh, um, it's, it's okay. Bring it up to keep working better uh, toward fixing it, and that is that I keep saying, I wish I would have done this with my kids. Oh. I wish I would have done that. Oh, yeah. why wasn't I there? Well, I was building the business. Well, I was building the business. And those are all true. That, that's really, really true. But, uh, you know, you, you talk to anybody, uh, they say it's on their deathbed or, you know, they're on hospice. They never say, I wish I would have spent more time at the office. No. I wish I would have made more money. No. They always say, I, I wish, wish I would have went on that trip. I wish I would have done, hung out with, done this, said this. Right? Yeah. It's always, man. You know, I couldn't be more proud of my daughter. Like, I really, I'm so proud of, you know, like, I taught her to critically think, and now she, you know, she has a voice of her own, even if it's telling me to leave her alone, right? She's strong, man, and 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 good. And I, I, I hope there's a day when she comes back and we have an awesome relationship. But if she doesn't, well, that's going to have to be okay, too. Right? Whether I like it or not. I would suggest continue to water that seed that you planted. Oh, yeah. And uh, it'll turn into something sooner or later. Because yeah, I, I shared with you earlier and the listeners quite often about uh, Grandma Bonnie. Yeah. It was a pillar in my life that I appreciated and respected, but I certainly didn't appreciate and respect enough. And uh, she had, one of her many stories was, Richie, are you putting God first? And Richie did rarely ever put God first, I'll be honest with you. It just wasn't... Yeah. I, I don't I don't know why, I just didn't. And then she talked about Richie King Solomon always asked for wisdom. So anytime you pray, ask for wisdom, ask for wisdom. And by asking for wisdom, God was so grateful that King Solomon did that, that he gave him all the riches and the gold. Uh, but most importantly, he gave him the wisdom in order to obtain that through what he did with his gift. Yeah. And of course, when I was a kid, Grandma told me that, and I'm like, heck with wisdom, just show me the money. Little Jerry Maguire. Always, and always. <laughs> show me right. the money. But that was wrong. Now, that's one of my prayers. So she planted that seed back when Richie was, oh, goodness gracious, uh, eight, nine years old, and continued to plant it, and kept watering it, but I didn't know when that seed didn't start to develop and bloom until, and I say up until 2012, I didn't know I could read because I chose not to read because the yeah. group of influences, yeah. the people I was around did not read. Right. And then now that seed's finally started wisdom. That's what she meant. And she's been gone now for uh, 10 years. And uh, her messages ring more than, than ever. So the seeds we plant, um, kind of the thing, somebody asked me the other day, what do you really want with everything you're doing? And I said, truthfully, now it's, I want to plant a tree that I'll never sit under for shade, but I know somebody will. 
And that's the whole idea. What's the best time to plant a tree? Right now. Well, 20 years ago, but the second best time right now, because you can't go back 20 years ago, so you're exactly right. Right now is the best time to plant a tree. Same thing with planting the right seeds in somebody's mental garden, whoever hey, that may be. Real quick, run through all of your values real quick at, at, the, at the Grogan Martial Arts Academy. Well, in our, our core values, we've got our black belt principles. Okay. And our black belt principles are humility, courtesy, bravery, honor, integrity, discipline, respect, perseverance. Okay, and so in that, I want to just take out integrity. And I want to honor your commitment. You have to be somewhere at 2 o'clock. And it's 117. So I want to just make sure that we're going to be able to get you there. So let's go ahead and sign off so that you can this guy. go ahead and make sure that you honor your commitment that yep. you made for 2 o'clock, right? Just like we honored this one today. We had to make a couple scheduling changes that's right. um, to, to do that. And that's a great point you bring up because oftentimes there is where... You know, I'm lacking in those. Those black belt principles, when I put those together, yeah. uh, they, they're in that order and that reason. Humility is number one. That's right. I would struggle with it. And perseverance is the foundation to hold it up. That's right. But honor, integrity, discipline, respect are our core four, as I call them, the core values. Yeah. And I haven't always been the best about honoring my time. So I appreciate you uh, helping me defeat that bully that I'm We have to. I mean, you know, but, but look, the Bible says that iron sharpens iron. And the only way you get better is about being around better people, man. Yep. And I really appreciate our time together. Hey, look, if you like this conversation, we're going to start doing these about every other week or so, right? So if you like this conversation, drop a comment down there. Subscribe to my page. Subscribe to your page. You know, we're going to, uh, this will be on a podcast as well. So we'll teach you how to su subscribe to that as well. So you can reach me at uh, www.myfamilycounseling.com. Where can they reach you at, Rich? Yeah, well, I'll give my sign off. You the, remind them of, of the book. Yeah, it's coming out. So the book will be out. It looks like around mid-February, early March. Master of Circumstances, the name of that book. And Master of the Dog Barking. Master of the Dog Barking, right? Yeah, that's that's Rona Joy. We got her. She's a she's a quarantine puppy, and she's the only Rona we're ever gonna get. Ah, I like that. I like that. Good stuff, Dave. Thank you so very thank you. much. Yeah, I really, really appreciate, appreciate you and uh, reaching out. Uh, this is wonderful. Well, folks, um, please. If you're in this area, you need some family counseling, and we, we all do, right? We all do. That's right. We all do. Yeah. Um, check out My Family Counseling with Jamie Morgan here, and of course, look for his book when it's coming out. You look for him on social media and the website he gave you. And of course, here, you know, Grogan's Bullyproof, it's on, uh, you can find it on Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you find your podcast from. It's worldwide now, so check that baby out. This, uh, this episode will air in about a week. And on uh, the social media channels, it's Grogan's Bullyproof and Kickin' Life. Check those out as well. My book, Bullyproof, we're in the final edit stages. So hopefully, I don't know, we'll say May. We'll have that baby out and available in all the version as well. I love Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof. This is your Bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan, reminding you to please share this podcast with someone who could benefit from this message. And please remember that five-star review to let others know that you're part of the Grogan's Bullyproof tribe. And until we talk again, remember, you have the power to overcome your fears and battle to your challenges to stand up to any bully you're facing, either real or in your mind. So get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best, and I promise you'll become bullyproof and live your best kick in life.